Jacksonville, where no one sleeps deeply. The pillows are bad and the sheets are made cheaply. But there is one family in the Sleepyville town that uses my pillow for the best sleep around. My pillows are adjustable for proper alignment, and the Giza sheets breathe so they feel no confinement. So order my pillow for great sleep refinement. Why are they so chipper? Their co-workers wondered. So much energy and zest, like they've had the best slumber. And when they peeked in the window, the secret was clear. My pillow sheets, pillows, and mattress toppers appeared. My pillow is breathable and lasts more than 10 years. It's washable and dryable and was manufactured right here. Giza cotton is what makes the softest of sheets, and the mattress topper helps support pressure points for deep, dreamy sleep. So click the link below to stop counting sheep. We want my pillow! The citizens of Sleepyville cried, but they didn't realize the family had a surprise inside. They were all given a my pillow to keep. We spent a third of our life snoozing, so let's make it quality sleep. I got towels too. And mine are blue. So welcome to my pillowville where everyone sleeps on the pillows that align and the softest of sheets. With the support of the mattress topper, the people snooze deep and wake up well rested and their deadlines they keep. So if your bed feels like rocks and your sheets feel like Brillo, you need better sleep, which means you need my pillow. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, click the button. I'm tired of rhyming, so please click it and save me. Please, I can't rhyme anymore. Just click that link. Stop watching this and click the link to get the best sleep of your life. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you.
And welcome back, fuckers, to a uh, special edition, more somber edition of the Patriot, of the Patriot, Patriot, Pod- Patriot Party Podcast. Yes, I know. I got to adjust please, it. Please, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I okay. got you. Jesus Christ. Give me a break, huh? <laughs> uh, too far. Yeah, no, it's not. It's the camera's been whacked. The fuck? Go fix the camera. One of the dogs hit it. Yeah, well, something hit it. Something hit it. That's for damn sure. It always happens that way because everything is keep shifting, keep shifting right there. Good to go. Too far. All right. I got to fix the background anyway. Uh, Yeah, that was, uh, if you weren't aware, um, and a lot of people apparently aren't, um, there is a, uh, there are words to taps. So uh, yeah, those are the words. uh, If you weren't aware. It sounds a little weird. I get it. Uh, happens. You're going to have that. Um, fuck? Cheers. Cheers to you all for who are remembering those who have not made it back for your family members. Maybe. Maybe you got some family members who didn't come back. Uh, maybe you don't. Maybe you do. Uh, who knows? Uh, either way, tonight uh, we are going to play. Um, there we go. I think we are. Maybe. At least. Aren't we? Where is the white elephant? It's the first one in the top left. That one? Okay. We are going to play White Elephant. Operation White Elephant. Operation White Elephant. Which which is Mickey Willis film. A Mickey Willis film, yes. Uh, He did it about... (sighs) uh, We saw it last October, but it hadn't come out at that point. Um, But now it has been released, and uh, I don't think a lot of people have seen it, but it's about what happened in Afghanistan. The withdrawal from Afghanistan, um, and they wanted to make sure that everybody that appeared in the film was safe and protected before they released it. So there's a little bit of a delay there, but yeah. So uh, I I think it's only appropriate that we honor the last of our heroes that sacrifice their lives for freedom yep so without any further ado uh mickey willis uh mickey willis's film yeah um and uh as long as it works i gotta make sure it works of course that would be a nice thing wouldn't it novel idea Mm -hmm. so uh I hope you all have had a great weekend. Uh, I hope you've all enjoyed it um, and understand that it came with a price. And I think most people do. Uh, a lot of people do. Uh, there's very few that don't. Matter of fact, the ones that don't probably are still in Washington. Just saying, throwing that out there. I will say, I think uh, Lindsay had a point though. It, Memorial Day feels weird with all the tyranny abound. Doesn't it? Yeah. Because it really like does. we, it almost feels like dirty. I mean, I I I named this episode "Sacrifice for Freedom." for a reason because are we going to let all of their sacrifices be in vain? Everyone, all of our soldiers that have given their lives in the name of freedom since 1774, three. Uh, 1775. Okay. Well, I mean, it started before then though, really, you know, no, it started in 1775. What are you talking about? 1775 is when the first militia really stood up in America. 
1775 is where uh, the Boston Tea Party happened. 1775 is where we had the uh, shot heard around the world. Yeah, but as but, it were. Okay, well, regardless. Um, so uh, no, it's not irregardless. No, it's regardless. I said regardless. I didn't say irregardless. That's your word, not mine. <laughs> That's your made up word. Um, I, I love made up words. Yeah, but it do. does. It does feel weird because yeah, 1772, the Boston massacre. Thank you, the Boston massacre. Yeah, but it wasn't the. It wasn't that. Wasn't the end all be all. 1775 is when our first militia stood up. Yes, but I'm talking about when people started losing their lives in the name of freedom. Did they? Did they? The massacre wasn't really about. Wasn't really about freedom. It, it, the Boston massacre. We're arguing a moot point. It no, no, matter. actually, we're arguing a very significant point if you look at american history at american history the boston massacre happened because of what thank you oh well no <laughs> i thought you just said 90 dollars. but you're absolutely right if you had said 90 dollars, that's really what the boston massacre was about it was about the fact that 90 dollars a tax a tax that was levied against the american colonies that the american colonists did not believe in isn't that free? And it was roughly $90. Yeah. Okay? So hold on. Just stand by. Listen to me. Okay. The colonists didn't know what else to do other than to revolt against the tax. And when they revolted against the tax, the tax in, in and out of itself, they were massacred that day in Boston. Now, all 12 of those soldiers were brought to trial. Yeah. All 12 of those soldiers got up. Got off. Or got off. By John got Adams. Up, got off. By John Adams. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. John Adams fought for their freedom, just like he would fight for any one of our freedoms. Okay. However, he believed that what they were being charged with was not something that they should have been charged with. That being said, they turned that into what they, they later went on to say was a rallying cry for the arrest, the rest of the American colonies. They said, don't forget about the Boston massacre. It took place. 13 Americans were gunned down and killed and a dozen more were wounded. Okay. So they said, don't forget about that. They didn't push on to 1775, 1775. We have the Boston tea party it took place in Boston Harbor. Bunch of Bostonians looking like American Indians went through tea off the side of a ship. What happened after that was a more controlled and honestly to, I mean, through, through all about, I don't know, through all information and abound became what we know the American revolution to be, which was to declare our freedom from the tyranny of Great Britain. Now, what the problem I think we have here in America, and this is just here in America, this is just right now, this is our time. This isn't time from past. The problem we have now is the tyranny exists here yeah. in America. Yeah. And the problem with Americans and the thing that I've noticed about, you know, you know how the last time I think we were on, we had a conversation, we talked about how pissed off we were with the fact that or I was pissed off because another election had been stolen mm -hmm. and I was very upset. I, I didn't see a way forward. The problem here today and the, the vitriol 
for instance, that Candace Taylor was receiving and still from is. Republicans in every post, it's not, ridiculous. not from, not from Democrats. No, these are from Republicans. So where do we go from there? The problem is today is we have not been able to figure out how to deal with this tyranny that now exists here in the United States. We knew how to deal with it when it existed in Great Britain because it was another country. Now it's our fellow countrymen. And now, you know, <sighs> war has changed. It's no longer just kinetic. It's no longer just, you know, go out in a field and, and shoot the enemy. They, they don't they don't line up anymore. You know, I wish they did. it would be so much, easier. so much easier. But no, now it's it, there's psychological warfare and lawfare. I mean, they use literally use the law as, against us. against us legal lawfare and. So, I mean, you know, psychological wa warfare, um, legal warfare, sociological warfare, they, they use everything to divide us. They use propaganda and the media and Dr. absolutely Hoppen, everything. Um, his, his son just enlisted in the Marines. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, Mick hey, almost uh, did, but their recruiting station was, was uh, closed. Yeah, they day. were closed that day. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I went in. I was going to be a Marine. I was dead set on being a Marine. Why? Just because to it pisses just, dad off the most I, possibly could. I knew it would piss my father off more mm -hmm. than anything else in my whole entire life. To and I was like, as a Marine. man, yeah. I'm going to fucking enlist as a Marine. I went to all their their recruit depot station shit, and you run, you do all their crap with them, and then uh, I go to back to the recruiting center the following Sunday. And man, they were close. They were closed. Yeah. And so I was like, well, he enlisted I in the army instead. Yes, I'm joining the army yeah. because the army guy was there. That yeah. little nerd was there that day in his little pickle suit. And yeah. I was like, yep, I guess I'm a pickle sniffer. And I heard the Marines are winning the, the battle against the mandates. Or was that the Navy? Well, both of them are. The yeah. Navy is. I the mean, Navy the Navy is, is the biggest. So, one. And the Marines I mean, fall under them. So hopefully your, uh, your, your son, son doesn't get jabbed. Yep. Yep. I, I pray for him. Yep. Uh, Young Marines, hey, they're they're tough to come by these days. Mm -hmm. Small service. But either way, uh, today I think the biggest battle that we're facing is that the Republicans don't know what to do now that the tyranny is on this side of the grass. We have no idea how to deal with that. Republicans don't. I don't say we don't. I think we do. I think we know exactly how to deal with it. We know exactly what needs to be done. We, I mean, we almost want the Chinese to land on the, the West Coast or the Just East so Coast. So we would, know, we would know who to shoot. Yeah, but it, it's getting. We don't to, know who the enemy is. It's getting to the point now where there's a lot of people, and man, I tell you what, it's a bound too. Because even on Fox News, I was listening tonight, just sitting there going, "Holy shit, you've got to be kidding me!" You have your. There is a line from the movie The Patriot that I have learned to love and learned to understand that your patriotism is as thick as the color of your skin because literally that's what they said. They said that to the black Patriots. They said that to the white Patriots. They said, look, your patriotism only goes as far as your skin color. What makes you a Patriot? And I have to agree with that. What makes us a Patriot? What, what is making us a Patriot, uh, a, a bound from, different patriots 
And our difference is this. We don't give a shit. As long as you talk like we do, as long as you walk like we do, we don't care. We don't care what color you are. We don't care your. We don't your, care your, anything about your you. Race, your ethnicity, your it doesn't, ethnicity doesn't matter. matter. It no. doesn't matter. No. All as long matters, as you love this country and you care about defending its freedoms. That's all it's important. That's it. That's it. After that, we can figure all, all the rest of that out at, af, after that. But right now, this is just. You know, I heard someone make a really good point today that the Constitution does not protect your freedoms. And that's absolutely right. No, you're right. The Bill it's of Rights piece, does. It, no, they're both pieces of paper. Okay, they define our freedoms, but we protect our freedoms. Well, it's literally a piece of paper. That's true. Right? If we want to continue, he wants to. If we want to continue, just saying you said wants to utilize those documents to define our freedoms, then we need to stand up and protect them in whatever way, shape, and form that is. So true there, Deep yeah. South. I completely agree. Blood protects freedom, and it's the only thing that can protect freedom, and it's the only thing we've got going for us. Yeah. So however you do this, however we believe, however we say it, however, if it doesn't necessarily agree with you, if your ultimate goal and state is freedom, then I'm sorry. We can no longer accept the tyranny that is going on. What we see, what we heard, I, I, I heard the retard this morning and I will play him in a little bit yeah. after operation white elephant. If you weren't aware, he did speak this morning, he made a fool of himself again. And, um, now we are, uh, looking like a bunch of jackassery, but it is what it is. But again, this is what is broadcast to the world. This is what the world sees. This is our president, our commander in chief. And I look at this guy going, you need some help, Phil. Yeah. You need some serious help. But it is what it is. Really quick, uh, but that's that's what's going on. Um, we're just going to go ahead and go yeah, into we're this. Yeah, we're going to play the movie first. It's, uh, it's maybe 15, 20 minutes long. Um, and then, uh, then we'll get into the news. So here you go. Operation White Elephant by Mickey Willis. Last night in Kabul, the United States ended 20 years of war in Afghanistan. No nation, no nation has ever done anything like it in all of history. I'm Ahmad Shah Amin from Panjshir province or Panjshir Valley, Afghanistan. My people, we are Tajiks. Tajiks are the number one enemy of Taliban. Right now, they're fighting in, in my valley, in Panjshir Valley. In the Panjshir Valley, we see young men, some clutching little more than antique hunting rifles, prepare to go join the war effort. They are a collection of rural volunteers that America and the world never imagined the country would need after billions of dollars spent on the nation's armed forces. As we close 20 years of war and strife and pain and sacrifice, it's time to look at the future, not the past. The Biden administration, well, they want you to move on, but we all remember the scenes. They want us to forget. Afghans desperately clinging to a US Air Force plane on the airport runway. Afghan mothers passing their children to American soldiers over an airport wall. 
13 American service members and about 100 Afghan civilians were killed by a suicide bomber and videos of the Taliban showcasing their new state-of-the-art military arsenal bought and paid for by you, the U.S. taxpayer. We're here right now with the Taliban as they enter into the what was only minutes ago uh, it was an American-controlled portion of the military airport. Now they've taken over. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. The Taliban raised their flag over the Afghan presidential palace. Due to the negligence of this administration, the Taliban now has access to over $85 billion worth of American military equipment. Now most of these bases and weapons are in the Taliban's control. They could use them against the Afghan people. They could use them to resist an international military intervention. They could even share the sensitive technologies with China, America's arch rival and the Taliban's new friend. It will be to China, Russia and Iran that the Taliban listens, not to the US or their NATO allies. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy. Chinook helicopters could be seen at the U.S. Embassy as the emergency evacuation gets underway. The extraordinary success of this mission was due to the incredible skill, bravery, and selfless courage. For him, it was a success, but not for us. It's a disaster for us. But your top military advisors warned against withdrawing on this timeline. They wanted you to keep about 2,500 troops. No, they didn't. No, that, that wasn't true. I recommended that we maintain 2,500 troops in Afghanistan. I also have a view that the withdrawal of those forces would lead inevitably to the collapse of the Afghan military forces and eventually the Afghan government. Yes, my assessment was uh, we should keep a steady state of 2,500 and it could bounce up to 3,500, maybe something like that. So your military advisors did not tell you, no, we should just keep 2,500 troops. No, no one said that to me that I can recall. So Reuters broke the story of a leaked transcript between President Joe Biden and Afghanistan President Ashraf Ghani. In that phone call, Joe Biden tells him to essentially lie, quote, whether it's true or not, there is a need to project a different picture. And the White House is denying what we know is happening on the ground, which is that Americans are being beaten. They're being prevented from getting to the gates of the airport and they are probably being held hostage. And... And if there are American force, if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. The scenes of total disarray at Kabul's airport shocked the world, as promises made to get America's allies out of Afghanistan seemed increasingly impossible. It is insane. There are people holding their American passports. There are people that work with the Americans, uh, and uh, they're not letting anyone in. We are in huge danger, and we need help. It's a failed mission. It's a message for the whole world that U.S. has failed in Afghanistan. The Americans betrayed us. You left us under the cannons and tanks, and we can't stop either side fighting. How much can they kill their brothers? How much can they kill their fellow Afghans? I can't believe the world abandoned Afghanistan. <laughs> Our friends are going to get killed. They're going to kill us. We feel very, very, very sad that we have been, for a long time, they call us allies. And we're no more allies now. So they abandoned us and they handed over the whole country to the Taliban. That is the reality. 
The Afghan security forces had the capacity, and by that I mean uh, they had the training, the size, the capability uh, to defend their country. Uh, this comes down to an issue of will and leadership. We gave them every tool they could need. The Afghan military collapsed sometime without trying to fight. That is a propaganda. The Afghans did not surrender. The people of Panjshir are resisting. We spent a lot of time on the front line with the fighters in Kandahar. So they were outgunned, they were underfed, and they were exhausted. So this idea that they didn't have a like will to fight, it's not true. And it's disrespectful of these people that were really fighting. Anger at the White House's decision to leave runs deep. But so too does the will to fight. From this abandoned house in the Gorban Valley of Parwan province, local volunteer forces fight to hold off the Taliban. Between 15 to 20,000 Taliban are gathered from all over Afghanistan to attack Panjshir Valley. My mom, my siblings, they are safe for right now, but we don't know what's going to happen next day. Oh, I love my mom. I want to keep her alive. There are thousands and thousands of family that I know they're at risk. You're finding shelters. You're hiding in safe houses. I'm trying to help my people, but I can't help all those people. I'm just one person. Our military has contacted their military counterparts in the Taliban and said this, for example, this bus is coming through with X number of people on it made up of the following group of people. We want you to let that bus or that group through. The Taliban now has a list of people who were working for the Americans. This effectively can be turned into a kill list. A lawmakers, defense officials saying this is not a kill list. What do you say? I'm sorry, Liz, that did amount to a kill list. Afghans on target lists are reportedly being rounded up by the Taliban. There are fleeting images of bodies in the streets. Today, just like yesterday, all Taliban decisions must be in harmony with Islamic law. Whether it be stoning to death, decapitation, these are strong principles of Islam. They're strong principles of Sharia, and we will never change them until Judgment Day. Islamic law will come not to just Afghanistan but all over the world. If the Americans leave and there's peace in Afghanistan, would you still consider them your enemy? Yes, of course. The infidels are our enemy until the day of judgment. They're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. It's utterly bizarre. The Taliban's top spokesman stands at Kabul airport. The defeat of America, as he put it, served as a lesson for the world. The Taliban wants to control the country and to rule their own rules. So they want basically their own system, which is not in our Islam. My religion says, do not kill, do not harm, do not disrespect. So they are misusing the name of Islam and the name of God is great. They are not Muslims. They are terrorists. The situation here is very bad, she says. No one wants to live here. Everyone wants to live in peace. 
We want to go anywhere that is safe. If we were to succeed, these were the people who would have been the key to that success. And, and look at what we've done to them. We've left them there to die. They're killing children, women, elders. Where's the humanity there? God said, do not kill. Why are we killing each other? It makes a big difference to tell the American people the truth about what our options are in ending this war. If tomorrow the order goes out from the president, I'm president of the United States, I issue an order, end the war today, begin to withdraw all American troops. It will take a year to get the American troops out. Do you hear me now? That's the truth. It will take a year to get them physically out. Now, if you leave all the equipment behind, you might be able to do it in seven months. And you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday. I give my word with all of my heart. I believe this is the right decision, a wise decision and the best decision for America. I would like to say to my people that there's a difference between the government and the citizens. It's not the citizens' fault, not the U.S. citizens. It is the government. It's the political who are making decisions. That is their fault. We are going to get help from the American citizens. They are funding and chartering flight for those people who left behind. When it became clear that battlefield allies risked being left behind, non-U.S. government volunteers stepped in. I'll pull them and put them here. Yeah, okay, nice. Other veterans went one step further, flying into Kabul in person to help make this happen. A Herculean effort by former U.S. service members, diplomats, and private citizens to help Afghans leave the country. We looked those people in the eye and said, America has your back. There's just not an acceptable course of action where we go back on our word. I feel very happy for those people who are helping us. And I love them and I respect them. History will remember this. Thank you.
If we don't have God, we don't have nothing. If we have God, we have everything. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's a rough one. So for those that are listening, um, you can watch that video at operationwhiteelephant.org. It is free. And man, I was good until that shot of the girl holding the baby. She was one of the 13 that was killed. You got to remember, folks, this is this plays right into. You, you want to talk about. World politics, you want to talk about. How we stand in the world. Let me tell you something. This is what everybody looks at. And I think that that withdrawal. That was the beginning of the end. That's how the world views us. That's that's why Russia felt they could do what they did. Ukraine or do whatever they're doing, um, and know that we wouldn't do anything about it because we didn't do anything in Afghanistan. Why? Why would we do anything now? I yeah. Uh... <clears throat> Not a whole lot left there to say. It's uh, Mickey does a damn good movie. Whatever it is, I uh, I it makes me angry. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that we left behind. There's a lot of people that did a lot of shit for us, and I know a lot of people. When I say that, it doesn't mean anything to you. I, I get it. Until you understand how they put their lives on the line for us, how they put their lives on the line for their families, for their country. And I was part of one of those people that propped them up to say, hey, look, um, you got to do this, not only for us, but for your country, for your people. And to see the way we just basically turned our back on it and just said, hey, fuck it. Tough shit. Deal with it. Makes me angry. Makes me pissed. Makes me think that we as a people, as the United States, we have nothing to say. Uh, makes me think that give it five years. What happens then? Do we, do we deal with this the same way? Do we deal with this a different way? Um, I, I just get angry thinking of it, just thinking that those people were left behind and more or less they were murdered. We watched them fly helicopters with bodies dangling from them yeah. for months past that. And there are people out there that are okay with it. They're okay with it. Why? Why are you okay with it? How are you okay with it? 
Because how does that how does that fucking make you feel as an American? It means that our word is worthless. If we were to come in somewhere and say, we're the American government, we're here to help. What does that mean? Are you going to leave us? Thanks. Folks, this is, this, if you're old enough to remember, this is the same shit that fucking happened during Vietnam. Exactly. Exactly same fucking same. thing that happened. We were dumping helicopters off the fucking side of aircraft carriers to make room for people. And the reason we were doing it was because, oh, well, we were dumping them off in the Gulf of Tonkin without a fucking, not even a thought that for a second, holy shit, this could come back to bite us in the ass. And it did. 9-11 happened. Post 9-11, now we're sitting there going... Now we're post-Afghanistan. Same fucking thing happened. We're flying in. We're picking up people off of our own embassy roof, flying them out of there. Not only that, then we're sitting at the airport. And you know, you know that I would say probably the first couple hundred people that are up there, that are right there, up against, pressed against the wire. They are people that provide us information in the past. And they said, hey, people were told that, hey, look, if you do this, we're going to get you out of here. Where's that at? No, they filled the planes with anybody that they could, not caring who they were, just to just for optics. That's, it. That's all and, they were concerned and about. Those people that they filled the planes with ended up being not our allies. And friends, several, friends. 20, 20, 50, 50 of my friends who I know personally couple I watched die myself. Their blood is on this administration's hands. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care when they died. They could have died five, 10 years ago. It's immaterial. That blood is now on the, this administration's hands. Yeah. Because their sacrifice is in vain as of right now. And right now, every time that we see these fucking morons get elected, that's a direct slap in the face in every other motherfucker that ever put blood or shared blood. Uh, for instance, devil dog that I've got over here and all the people in here and, and pill that have been talking about their children. Um, that blood is now on this administration's hands. Elections do have consequences. They do. In case you weren't aware, they do have consequences. And guess what? Right now we're in the middle of one of those consequences and we have to deal with it. So what do we do? You know, I don't know if you guys know this. A, a lot of soldiers, Mick included, and this is the reason I know this, they, they stamp down all their emotions when they're in combat. They put them aside. They, they put them away. They lock them behind a steel door in their head. And that's why so many of them have so much difficulty when they come home because all of those emotions flood over them and they can't deal with them. Um, Mick, with his multiple brain surgeries and whatnot, he actually, he lost a lot of those memories. And in its, way, it, in its own way, it's a blessing. But sometimes they come back and something will trigger him. Um, it could be a, 
a sentence, a phrase that I use or a commercial that he sees or that movie that we just watched. And he will drop into what I call a fugue state where he'll be, we'll be having a conversation and he'll drop off in the middle of a sentence. And it's almost like he passes out, but not really. And he'll drop into a memory and everything that happened, including the emotions that he locked away, all come rushing back at that time. And I think one of the most powerful ones that I remember, and when he comes out of the fugue state, when he finishes recounting the memory, he goes right back into the sentence that he left off and he has no memory of it. It's his way of releasing that emotion without letting it break his mind. So the most powerful one that I can remember, and there's so many, and you guys might have heard, heard the story about the two captains that were killed um, in Iraq because shortly thereafter, their wives were kicked off of post in uh, Fort Irwin. And there was big drama about it because they got kicked off pretty quick and they didn't have anywhere to go. Basically, they were just, you know, they were going to be homeless. Um, so it was all over the news. And this was probably 15 years ago this happened. But Mick was there. The, the vehicle that these two captains were driving in hit an IED. And no, no. That's not what happened. Okay, well. They were searching a vehicle. And one, they were doing a change of command. And in the middle of the change of command, they were trying to do the right thing. Hey, this is what we do. This is how we do it. We chase, you know, bad guys and blah, blah, blah. And they ended up getting to a, uh, they got a car, pulled it over on the side of the road, had no idea that the car was uh, just one big IED. And we were driving down the road. I could see the car in the distance. I could see the captains out there behind the car. And uh, next thing I know, the car, our, our vehicle jumps. And um, there's nothing but a cloud of dust in front. And I sat there and I'm looking and I'm like, is there anybody there? What, what the hell just happened? Is that a mortar? And, uh, <clears throat> we got up there and yeah, uh, I spent the next two hours picking up body parts, trying to figure out whose body parts were whose, uh, putting them in bags and yelling because I couldn't find anybody else. It was just me. Cause everyone else was just, it was me and a couple other crying. people and, we couldn't find anybody else. And I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I remember I was fucking cussing out a Sergeant major too. Probably not the most perverse way to do things, but I was like, fuck it. Um, when people are fucking getting killed, this is not what you do. And, um, I policed them both up, put them both in the bags, pull rings off of fingers, dog tags off of bodies. Um, trying to figure out what body part went in what bag. And then put them in a truck and they went back to post. And I, I got to tell you, there's no other feeling of other than utter hopelessness because it was like, I have no idea if I did the right thing. I have no idea if what I did and putting that body part in that bag was that actual person. I have no, I had no idea. And now we ask, what did they die for? Why? And in Afghanistan, I mean, I did it on more than one occasion, but thank God most of those were, I mean, those were bullet shots. It's a lot different when it's a bullet and it's a bomb, 
bomb's way worse than a bullet because bombs, you're still trying to figure out what went to what. A bullet, it's pretty simple. But then you start asking that same question. Why? What did we do? What were we there for? I mean. What was the point? I, I went over there so many times. It was just ridiculous. But. 19. Why? Why? Why go? What? What is the point? At the end of the day, when you look back on it, if there's no meaning, what's the point? He missed the first six years of our oldest son's life. Six years. In six years, they spent a total of six weeks together. And it wasn't six consecutive weeks. It was a long weekend here, uh, a week on vacation there. Our son didn't even know who his father was until he was six years old. Why? And that was a sacrifice that we chose to make. And I tell our kids all the time, especially when he was still in the army and still deployed, I said, look, I, I chose this sacrifice. I chose to marry a man who is in the army. I chose this life. My, our kids didn't have that choice. They were born into this life. They were born being forced to make the sacrifice of not having their father around for so long and having to deal with me every single day, which God bless them is not easy. But <laughs> And now I ask, and I, we were willing to make that sacrifice because what he was doing was so important. Or was it? I, I don't now know. Now we don't know. And that, that is one of the hardest things to deal with. He gave up half his life for this country. And now this country does not give a fuck about any of them. Chewy, welcome. If this is your first time, no, we're, we are about Q. Uh, we talk about Q, but we're not all about Q. Yeah. It's not all about Q. It's we Q is not Q is not the end all be all. He's of not what's the going answer. On. The answer is us. Q is the messenger. The answer is the people. It is nothing to do with. I I I I appreciate you looking for people not about Q because Q is not going to change this for us. And Q's Q not coming not, back. Q's over. Q's done. Q's not going to save us. He opened our eyes. Now the point is, where do we go now? We cannot go there unless we're all together and we're one people. One unity, one unity that exists that's stronger than anything else. And it and doesn't the, mean that we have to agree about everything or even a lot of things. Yeah. We just have to agree that we love our country and we love our freedoms and we don't want to give it up to some tyrannical asshole in Geneva. Yeah, some douchebag who has very little to do with anything that's coming out about what's going on. And to boot, when I when I look at the rest of this, and it drives me absolutely fucking wall to the wall, up the wall, down the wall, sideways, up and Through around the it. wall. This Through shit wall. that we're seeing is so it's so simple. It's such a simple task. Look, get us out of Afghanistan, okay? You don't do it the way you just did it, dumbass. You don't leave all those weapons, all those arms. You don't leave $58 billion worth of equipment in country. 85. Your Whatever. dyslexia is kicking in. 85. $85 billion worth of fucking that shit in country. And then worry about whether or not, well, you should have your COVID shot. Fuck you. 
You should worry about whether or not our equipment made it back from Afghanistan or not. Oh, you're not worried about it. Well, guess what? I'm not worried about your stupid fucking vaccination. You can take that vaccination and shove that directly up your ass because that's where it belongs. It's not about that anymore. It's about our own sovereign right to be American citizens, to actually stand up and say, fuck you. No, we're not doing it that way. Why not? Well, the majority of America doesn't want you to do it that way. Let's start with that. Yeah. And then we'll go forward from there. But right now, the majority of America doesn't want you to do it that way. Let's just start there. This is all fucking grade A bullshit. Well, that was a deal done to support China. If you do not believe it, that was a deal done to support China. China. Why? <laughs> you said because it right the first time. <laughs> all of our money, all of that equipment went directly to China. Do you see all those CH50, uh, um, our, our shit hooks, the CH47s that were sitting in that fucking, in that fucking. Thank you, Central. You're awesome. Yeah, dude, you're killing it tonight. Um, in that fucking hangar, all of that shit went to China. Why? So that China could reverse engineer it. They need to figure out how helicopters work. They literally they came in. Need to they were there out. the day after we left. If you believe for one second that we took any of the equipment out of those helicopters that actually prevent us from watching like what happens when a helicopter is flying that say, hey, look, we're flying this way and the missiles, they're targeting us from here. That's what we left in those helicopters. Now they're reverse engineering it. Now they're figuring out, hey, look, this is how their shit alerts them. So if we just do this, now we'll be able to shoot them down. Tell me, how much of that shit made Russia? Makes me wonder. Makes me wonder how much Russia now sees that. Tara's got to put Gina in the mictionary. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I like it, Wicked Gnarly, the Mictionary. <laughs> the Mictionary is a fucking very prophetic <laughs> book, it's and it's expensive. getting more pages. But again, I ask the question, where does this stop? Where do we finally as a country say enough's enough? When China invades us with our own fucking equipment that they took from Afghanistan? That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, no shit. Because when they invade us, then what do we do? Do you think for one second, and I, I have to ask this honestly to all Americans, do you think for one second those javelins that we gave to Ukraine only stayed in Ukraine? No. Nope. No. I don't believe that for a second. Do you know what happened to those javelins? Do you know the uh, the the sight system on those javelins? That's the most uh, most expensive part. It went to China. That's to China. That sight system is just a little over a million dollars. Okay. Each one of those missiles are just over 54,000, I believe, or 540,000. I think they're $540,000 per million. missile. Yep. All right. So let's now start putting all this together. When you start listing all of this, now all you did was give them one of our site systems, which tells you exactly how we target, what we target for. It actually lays out for you when you're holding on the site system where you're supposed to aim it. It tells you where to aim it, where it can lock onto. Why? Because there's only certain signatures it can lock onto. And it only pulls those signatures 
on that site system. That site system alone is over half a million dollars. Or, well, it's a million plus. The missile itself is a half million dollars because that talks directly to the site system. That's why it's a fire and forget weapon. That's why when we pull the trigger, we can turn around and run. Because that's the idea of it is you sit there, you lock it in, you pull the trigger and you're hauling ass because by the time you get up and move that incoming round is already coming in at you because they've already tracked. They they're good enough that they can track to where that rocket just took off from. That's why that rocket kicks out when you see it, when you see it fire, it shoots out, it does this number, it goes boom and it comes to here and then it takes off. Why does it come to here? Because that gives you an extra 20 feet to get away. Because they've already locked back in on it and they're already shooting back at the target. And that's what we gave to and we just all gave of our enemies. All of that to our enemies. Yeah. Absolutely. So right now we are sitting hind titty sucking the back end of some fucking boar's ass because we just gave them everything that we stand, we try to stay two or three generations ahead of everybody else. Uh-huh. And China just gave has them. had a year to reverse engineer it and recreate it. And if you think that with their production capabilities, they produce for the entire world. You think they didn't take a couple of their freaking toy plants and switch them over to missile factories? Nope. They absolutely did. So now this is what we have to look forward to in the future. So if there is a war, guess what? They're going to have the same technology or better, possibly better than our technology. Mm -hmm. But that's okay, because you know what we have? Me? Yeah. We have like you plus, I, I don't know, how many more of there are you? Maybe 50, 60? maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all we need. We're good, but yeah. we can't do that much damage. I mean, how many guns are in America? Oh, tons, hundreds of millions. I, I want to say there's enough guns in America for every single American citizen. Plus, we do, we do have heart illegals. and soul, but and heart and soul. Heart and soul only gets you so far, <laughs> as we found out in Ukraine, as Ukraine just found out today. Because guess what? We're not doing. Hmm. We're not sending one of our multiple lo launched rocket systems into. We're not sending any of them. Well, that's into Ukraine. A small blessing, I suppose. Oh, Mick is saving his last tour for the end of the world. I was going to let him go on. Uh, no, you almost let me go for. I almost this, let you go to Afghanistan. Yeah, but to um, get people out because yeah. there was a bunch of sources that I told. I said, "Hey, look, if anything goes sideways, we'll get you out." Yeah, I've told them that. I've looked them in the eye and said, hey, if anything goes sideways, anything goes pear-shaped, we're going to get you out. And uh, there's a lot of guys that are probably really angry with me right now because I said that to them and shit went pear-shaped and now they're fucked. Yeah. And now they have to deal with the Taliban on their own. Understand, Taliban, folks, the reason I don't believe in the 9-11 conspiracies is this. Until you have fought against that type of fight, don't get me wrong. It's not that I'm disagreeing that there's shit out there that doesn't make sense about 9-11. There is shit out there about 9-11 that doesn't make sense. However, fighting against these fuck sticks, I have learned that their one hope and granting that meeting for them between their God and Allah um, or 
between them and Allah, and I've granted that meaning for so many, they were okay with it. And we're not. Understand, we are not. Wow. I, I am not about to die. But I will make sure that if I'm going to, I kill as many as you motherfuckers as I can. Well, you know what? These motherfuckers were all about, they were just all about the dying part. They weren't about killing as many motherfuckers as possible. They just wanted to die to, so they could get their meaning. Hey, I'll provide you a meaning. I don't give a shit. Just don't come at me with a gun. I'll shoot you anyway. Don't worry about it. But the Chinese don't have their religious fervor that they, Afghanistan's had. They the don't. Afghanis had they don't. They've had their religion taken away from them, and it's been bred out of them for the last six generations now. So... They don't have a, they don't have anything. No, they, they, have, I'm, I'm confused they as have to how orders. Can't we nail him on treason for doing this? I'm so frustrated. Literally, what are we supposed to do? That's a great question. Yeah, we should be able to, we should be. I mean, he but, should have been impeached uh, over so that tell me six something. months ago. No, and I'm not yelling at you. Fly the W I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not yelling at you. Understand this. So tell me something, go ahead, bring him up on charges. Who's going to do that? Is it going to be you? It's Is it not... going to be our fucked up Congress? <sighs> Is it going to be a fucked up Senate? You know, where what? we have the same people being elected. What is the definition of insanity? Babe? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Okay. So, so far I have watched us fucking vote for the same people over and over and over and over again, expecting a different result. But have Yet we? we still do not get a different result because has, so, that, has that vote been, been fair? Stop. Hold on. So that being said, if there is no election integrity, if there is, if the elections are the safest and securest as Brad Rathlinsberger would have us believe and Brian Kemp would have us believe, have we, are we not doing the same thing over and over again? Are we not the ones that are committing the same acts of insanity by voting for the same people over and over again? See, I believe, I believe we're the ones that are wrong. Well, how do you figure that? We voted for Donald Trump, right? Mm -hmm. We did, didn't yep. we? Yep. Every single swinging dick in here has voted for Donald Trump. Probably. I would have to argue that most of you did. Okay. You wouldn't be here now if you didn't. Okay. Either once or twice you voted for Donald Trump. Now voting for him, you were not voting for the incumbent. You were not voting for the guy that's kept the status quo in Washington. You voted against the grain. Now Donald Trump lost his last election, whether by hook or by crook, we'll play that game. I'll, I'll go down both roads with you. However, he lost the last election. That being said, answer me this, okay? We just voted again. We just primaried here in Georgia, okay? I watched what happened in the primaries. I was really distraught because I think that another election has been stolen. And I think it, I, I damn well know it has been because I watched the, the live numbers. I know here in Georgia that the election was stolen. Absolutely. Cheated all the way through. Yes, sir. Completely agree with you. Fly the W. However, by doing this, we're, we're exposing the fraud. 
we are exposing the fraud. Correct. The same thing happened to the mountain yards, uh, mountain yards. Yep. Uh, in Vietnam, they sure did. We trained them to fight the NVA and then we left them out number hundred to one. You are absolutely correct. I'm not arguing. We did the same thing. The Afghans, I did the same thing. The Afghans, I trained them. I was the one out there showing them how to kill them. I told them that don't worry about it. Anything goes bad. U S is always here. Hmm. So much for that one, huh? Mm -hmm. Cause that doesn't work anymore. Now you're going to go back there and you're going to say what? Oh, we're back. Well, you're back for what? To clean up the corpses. Do you see how you lost face? You lost face in a battle that you didn't even understand to begin with because you didn't understand the fight. The American people never understood the fight that was on the ground. They understood that why we were doing it. They never understood the fight we were actually fighting. Sorry about that. I got it. I read a really interesting subtext sub stack yesterday or today, and I was trying to find it, but um, it reinforced what we've been saying for forever that Republicans and Democrats are just two wings of the same bird. There's, there's no difference between them. And the way this reinforced it, it was talking about election fraud. Um, this, uh, this journalist is actually about to CLB. Don't worry. I'm getting to your comment because sir, yeah. I've got something for that because okay. that's something huge. You're, you're right on the cusp of something. You don't realize how big that is. Okay. Um, but he's, you know, like 2000 meals was great and it showed sure, you know, it showed fraud in every state just enough to overturn the, to overturn the election. But we know that there was so much more than that. And um, this guy apparently is, is working on breaking it open, but in, in digging into this and he's been digging into it for two years as so many people have his biggest obstacle is not the Democrats. It's the Republicans. So fly the W. It's always been the Republicans. You made a comment, but the didn't the military get involved in Trump's election and prevent the Dems from cheating the vote? I heard they circum circumvented some of the cheating. They didn't. Not enough. They didn't prevent it. They recorded it. They recorded it. But this is not the big part. Something that CLB says over here, and I'm sorry, I can't do this, but I wish I could for all you folks. Politicians who get elected have money and supporters, campaigns, et cetera. To be successful, you have to have a way of getting your name and message out to the people. That is difficult for a lot of everyday people to organize and can be off-putting. You're absolutely right. Unless you're some crazy little fucks like myself and Justin, okay? See, we're not going to do it. I'm not going to get our name out there. The only thing I can do is run on my name and run on what I've done for this country. Yep. What I need is all of you motherfuckers to go out there and tell 10 people you know. Think about this as a pyramid scheme, folks, okay? Pyramid, every time you get to the top of a pyramid, you get to what? One person, right? Okay, so think about this as a pyramid scheme. If you tell 10 people, they tell 10 people, they tell 10 people, and this just keeps echoing down and down and down. Before you know it, that 10 people has become million strong, okay? That's why this is so important that when I told Justin that I would run with him and I said, you know what? I will run with you. You know why? Because we agree on almost everything. Thank you, Tara. You have just hit the nail on the head, madam. You are 
Damn right. That is exactly what is Amway, Avon. Doesn't matter how we look at this. James any, Rogusky. Any good pyramid scheme starts with a point and goes down to a wide base. The problem is, is that most people don't have that wide base to pro propel them forward in the election. That's why I'm going to call on all of you. Because all of you know 10 people. All of you can convince 10 people the way you do it. The way you talk about it. Think about Jordan Belfort. Okay. Jordan Belfort started his company with seven people. Seven people. And man, that motherfucker, although what he did was illegal as fuck, but he showed you the way. This is how you do it. You give them a script. You tell them what to say. They go out, they say it, and boom, before you know it, you're selling shares hand over fist. And they were. They were. He, he showed you the point. He showed you the way to do it. Sparky, your your dad sells Avon. He he might be a beta, but can he send me some skin so soft because it works great for the gnats around here? No shit. <laughs> but the point is, is that when we do this, we have to have a strong base. If you don't have a strong base, a strong, loyal group of supporters who follow you to the ends of the earth, that's what Trump exposed. He exposed that they did not have a strong base. Do you want to know what Trump has right now? A strong base. Mm -hmm. You want to know why? Because I still love Trump and I'm going to run the fuck against him. That's why he has a strong base. I love him. I think the man is great. I'm just questioning the decisions he's making. Yeah. Which is our right as Americans. I want to know why the fuck you're support supporting people like David Perdue and fucking other retards out there. Fucking Mohammed Lombardo. Lombardo. I mean, I can keep going, but the list is long and undistinguished. Why are you fucking supporting them? If you said America first, he was screaming America first on January 6th. America first. America first. Well, if it's a fucking American first, why the fuck are you still supporting non-America first candidates? And not Americans. Mohammed Oz fucking voted in the last Turkish election. He's fucking Turkish. I love Turkey. Don't get me wrong. I had a lot of fun in Turkey. But fuck. When do we get Americans in office? When do we get Americans who bleed the red, white, and blue? When do we get Americans who are not afraid to say, you're corrupt? When do we get Americans who are not afraid to stand up for the their constituents? Because right now I see a bunch of pussy boys, soy boys that are out there running this country that are scared to answer questions about us or scared to ask questions of us. When does that happen? You know when that happens now, because me and Justin, we're done with it. We're tired. We're sick of it. We're sick of the bullshit. We're sick of the crap. I'll use this fucking Memorial Day the way I expect my brothers to let me use this Memorial Day and their deaths to let me use this Memorial Day. We're running for president. Get behind, get on board, or get left in the dust. Your call. But this is it. This is where we draw the line. I'm done. 
I am done with the politician rhetoric. I'm done with the left and right bullshit. I am done with the two sides saying the same thing that the other side doesn't want the other side to say, and then just letting it go. It's not a big deal. It's okay. Don't worry about it, kids. We'll be okay. No, we're not going to be okay. No, this country is headed for something that none of us can, can, can control right now. We're watching it happen in front of our faces. I'm not afraid to stand up and say, what you're doing, Joe Biden, is treasonous. You should be convicted of treason. You should be hung in the street where everybody can throw shit at your body. You should be given the most dishonorable death that any American could ever be given. And then we should live stream it on pay-per-view and collect the funds for your campaign. Absolutely. Because fuck you. Oh, Nancy Pelosi, you too. You're another one. Kamala Harris, you're just a... How's that dick taste, Kamala? I can't tell. <laughs> fuck you. Watch this. Hold my beer. I'm done with your bullshit. McCarthy, you can suck my dick. You can suck my asshole, actually, because you're not even qualified enough to suck my dick. You're not even of the stature to suck my dick, but you can lick the shit falling out of my ass. That's where I stand. I'm done. I'm fucking done. Fuck all this bullshit. We're going to win. Watch. We're going to we're going to get out there when we when that shit hits, you watch people. You watch how people change. Go ahead. Start questioning the right. Please question the right because the right is a scary fuckers. They're the ones that I'm worried about. I'm not worried about the left. The left, I know what they're going to do. They're going to come at me swinging. Go for it. Bring it, bitches. I've got a bet, too. Let's fight. I'm down with this. Let's fight. I I'm over this. This All this shit ends now. We're going to bring everything to the forefront. Think about what me and Justin are going to bring to the fight. Think about the things we're going to say. Bears? We do fight bears. <laughs> What's your point? We fight bears. You're going to bring bears to the fight. <laughs> You're damn right. The bears are going to follow the us. The bears are coming. <laughs> do you know what I'm going to do? This is the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start asking about how many people actually went out there and tried to stop the withdrawal from Afghanistan. So Because I see a bunch of pussy boy fucking generals, a fucking Marine, who's supposed to be this big badass. Standing there saying, well, I said leave 2,500. Well, where were you when the fucking president said pull them all? Um, can can you can you promote Colonel Simrall and make him a general? Because he's good people. Well, he's retired, but yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Bring him back in. But there's, there's so many people here. There's so many things here that if we just push forward, we push past all the bullshit. And we say, hey, look. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. No, that's not what you did. Because what you did is your soy boy bitch ass was right here in front of Congress saying, well, I, uh, General Milley, my name is uh, General Milley, and I suck a lot of dick, and I take a lot of dick in my ass because I'm a general officer, and I like to do that. And uh, I said we should leave more than 2,500 up to 3,500. Oh, shit. Stop the presses. You said 3,500. No. No, no, motherfucker. How about you leave everybody that was still there doing the job they were supposed to do? How about you take the gloves off of our fighting force and let it be exactly what it is, a fighting force? 
We're not a bunch of cocksuckers. We're not out there swinging dicks in the wind. No, that's not the way this works. No, we leave the Navy guys on the boat. We're going to go out there and fight. Let us go fight the war we know how to fight. That's what has to happen. We got a lot of bitches out here running around screaming at the top of their lungs. Oh my God, women's rights. It's all about the trans and the gay. No, it's about America. The last time I checked, I didn't see a bunch of fags lining up in line to go fight for a fucking country that they don't even like. I don't see a bunch of trans homos who don't know if they want to be men or women lining up in line saying, hey, I'm going to go fight a war. No, the only thing I see doing that are guys, guys and gals, women. I've seen harder women than I've seen a fake set of tits. And I'm down with following the hard ass women, but fuck already. Get it through your fucking, this sexist shit's gone. If women don't think they can serve in the infantry, you got problems. If you think you're going to stay away from serving infantry time, oh, I'm not going to serve in the infantry in the You want to make a bet? Watch this. Equal rights. Because I'm sorry. You bitches are some of the fucking sickest motherfuckers I've seen out there. I've seen what you've done to men. I've watched what you've done to men. The fun thing about the best women, part about women, once you get them spun up, you send them out there, you just let them go. You just <laughs> take a step back and say, fuck it. She's gone. She's doing her thing. Just let her go. And, and I think we need to have at least one, if not two, all women units. Okay. And they should deploy specifically one week out of the month. What are they going to fight sharks? No, you know, you know that when you get a bunch of women together, like ladies, you know, this, you get a bunch Dude, of, you guys are fucking you, merciless. You get a bunch of women together will, in an office and all of our cycles line up. Yeah. But, and for a week out of the month, every man in the building goes out. He's like, I'm on, I got the flu. I got the man flu. I'm on vacation, whatever. Right. I, you track that shit. You know when it's coming, right? Yeah. Okay. And when I worked in the hotel, did you talk to any of my friends in that one week? Fuck no. So, <laughs> yes, Lindsay, sometimes no. a bunch of women together can no. be too much. Too much for our enemies to handle. Okay. That's the one I was talking about. This yeah, is just. The one, that's yeah. the one I was talking about. <laughs> Fantastic, Sparky. But you get a you get an all-female unit together. You take us all off of birth control. And you have us together for like two to three months. And then you send us off to war. And we will fuck shit up. Okay, that's right, Tombstone. Let PMS take over. I'm just saying, I, I don't know how to make this more <laughs> clear that it's up to us. <coughs> Apparently, they've left it up to us. Why? I have no idea. Well, I mean, someone's got to do it. If not us, then who? Exactly. And that's where we're at. Fuck it. If not I, us, then who? Because it's not this fucktard. Play, play what this fucktard had to say on this most sacrosanct of days here in America, Memorial Day, where we honor our fallen soldiers who gave their lives, who, who paid the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate price for our freedom. And this is what he had to say about it. Ladies and gentlemen, today we remember and we reaffirm freedom is worth the sacrifice. Democracy is not perfect. It's never been good, perfect. But it's worth fighting for. It's worth fighting for, Joe. 
But it's never been good. But it's never been good. It's never been good. Wow. Anybody else have a problem with that? Yeah. I, I mean, huge do, problem. Does with anybody that. else have an issue with what the fuck I he just said? Uh, Patriot Party pot. Uh, hold on. Just throw a bunch of bottles of red wine and a ton of chocolate, and that would defeat that. <laughs> That's true. But how many other people really know about that, though? <laughs> Only the married ones. We are ruthless in a lot of <laughs> in a lot of ways. We're worse than men are are especially when protecting children. Exactly. exactly. Women think of ways to kill people that most don't. That is so true. So you true. want to know why? <laughs> so there's a paramedic out there, and she's one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> however, I never want to be alone with her in a room. Why? Because she is a way of killing you that no one will ever figure out. Air bubble in the uh no fuck no because you can find that mm, okay. it doesn't make it all the way through the rest of the brain oh. you'll find that in autopsy how mm. um it's called uh uh an overdose of insulin oh yeah that's easy to hide and that will burn off in that's your bloodstream it. done by like the time that. by the time, by the they time they anybody your does blood. your corner no nope. corner report guess yeah. what done you're done yeah so hey guys i'm just letting you know don't fuck around. If your woman knows how to inject insulin with enough that makes it just look right, let me tell you something. That could be a shock to your system that'll kill you. And she knew how to do that. And I was like, fucking A, I'm staying the fuck away from you. Mind you, he and I spent our 10th wedding anniversary, which was fabulous, by the way, because my parents took our children for the week and sent us to Mexico because we never really got a real honeymoon. Um, we went to Mexico for a week for our 10th anniversary. And Snip's not, Bob. On our actual anniversary, we were at this beautiful oceanside restaurant, you know, like all inclusive, top shelf liquor and wine. And we spent the entire dinner discussing how to kill each other and get away with it. Yep. Because that wouldn't be our anniversary. <laughs> and the did. other people in the restaurant must have thought we were absolutely fucking crazy. We actually <laughs> we talked are. about this. It's like real. I mean, that's what we do on our anniversary. This is what we do. We discuss how to kill each other and get away with Talk it. Talk about whacking each other. So. I won, by the way. Yep. Well, hers was pretty fucked up. I mean, don't get me wrong, guys. I've got some good ones. I mean, I had I used to work for so I used to work uh, before I joined the military. One of the, my jobs prior to joining the army was I worked for a durable home healthcare company. They used to supply oxygen, both the cryogenic state of oxygen, which is one thousand four hundred and ninety-seven degrees below Fahrenheit, and room temperature oxygen, which is the ones that you you get in the cans, it looks like pink goo, okay? Now, under the pink goo, if we had the ability for gills, if you were sunk into this pink goo, you would live. We don't have gills. Like have, the movie The Abyss. We have no way, and that's the problem with the movie of The mm -hmm. Abyss. We have no way of expelling the CO2. The problem is, is we can take in all the O2 we want. The problem, the, the real issue is we can't expel the CO2. Without breathing, we can't expel CO2 from our bloodstream, which causes a carbon monoxide backup in our in our bloodstream, which eventually leads to our death. That's why I have a problem with the abyss. Can't watch it. It's just that whole issue. What we did realize, because we used to do experiments. Uh, don't get me wrong. We took, we found mice. And when we found the mice, we took the mice and we dunked them just like they did in the abyss. And we killed the mice. The mice drowned. 
because they had no way of expelling the CO2 that they were inhaling into their lungs. So we knew you couldn't do that. We also tried, uh, we took a mouse and then we poured cryogenic state liquid oxygen on top of them, which burns initially, and then it freezes you. And when they froze, we figured, well, eventually if we warmed them up gently in the sun, <laughs> they would come back to life. Yeah, that doesn't work. They're not Walt Disney. That didn't happen either. No. Okay. Long story short, <laughs> they were dead in their doornails. So <sighs> after realizing that we couldn't perform any of that, what we did realize was that if you took the cryogenic state of liquid oxygen and mixed it with gasoline, there was a horrendous explosion. However, if you took the liquid state or the warm state of liquid oxygen and you mixed it with gasoline, there was nothing. It just kind of sat there. Actually, it fell to the bottom where the gasoline went, rose to the top. Okay. What's the point of the story? Hmm. So what we were thinking was if we went and dumped a bunch of warm state liquid oxygen into your gas tank <laughs> and then ran to a, a phone and called you and said, Hey, come here. They went and they started their vehicle. One of two things would happen. The first thing that would happen or the one we were more reliant on is that the pistons would go directly through the engine block <laughs> because that gasoline would You'd be so the oxygenated. The fucking engine block would basically shoot right off the top of your engine and fly in the air. Is that what happened to the assistant principal's car? The second thing the the second possibility there was that the gasoline would ignite so fast that the brakes that they have within the engine would not stop it. And the gasoline would track or the fire would track right back to the gas tank, in which case the whole car would go up. But if you think about it either way, they would never know who did it because the, the oxygen would burn off. Mm -hmm. It, it would not be, there. it would be a random it would evaporate. Okay. It would just be a man. That was a fucking shitty thing to happen. Okay. Just saying that was a, a long story to get to a Check short out. point of how to kill someone. Check out AquaCure machine for good health. Good for health. We'll do. AquaCure. What is that exactly? What is AquaCure Central? I, I need to know more. Sounds sounds uh, water based. September okay. will tombstone. September will be my forty eighth anniversary, and I don't let her listen to you guys. <laughs> I don't blame you. Good thing. <laughs> good smart move. <laughs> I have not seen. Where's my boy? He's not here. And I was just about to salute him. He's Who's not that? here. Oh. I haven't seen him yet. Taekwondo master. Taekwondo master. Yeah. Where yeah. is the Taekwondo master? I don't know. It's it's Jay Memorial Kondo Day. Master. He's probably having a barbecue or something. So good for him. Drink he did that more yesterday beer. and Drink Nicola ate like beer. six gummies and he does not. He he woke up. He went to sleep right after dinner and he woke oh, up at like shit. eleven o'clock at night and he came out and he was like. Did we even eat dinner? And I was like, yeah, we had people Dude, I got over, up at dumbass. Noon. I got up at noon. <laughs> he literally got up at noon. Like yesterday. as soon as we got, I have slept so much in the last two days. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight because I slept uh, after we got done with our show on Saturday. I, yeah, I ate like, I ate two. And then I was like, all right, these things aren't working. Maybe they. You have to wait more than five minutes. Maybe, maybe there's something wrong. So I went and ate two more. <laughs> there's nothing wrong. And then I'm like, okay, well, these two didn't work either because I still feel, I feel a little loopy, but to nothing wait more huge. Than five minutes. So then I ate two more. <laughs> and man, I got to tell you, woo! he cooked dinner. He actually, he grilled I was the, higher than a kite. He folks. grilled the steaks and he doesn't even remember. He was like, did I even eat dinner? I'm like, yeah, you cooked it. Nah. 
All right. Anyway, I didn't eat. I, I didn't. <laughs> I was still fucked up last night. Like he did eat dinner. We had pe- we had people over. They'll they'll ver- verify. Uh, Wix Fix and our ducklings are great. I actually moved them into the chicken enclosure today, so now they are all friends. So, so now I have ducks that are gonna think that they're chickens and chickens <laughs> that think they're ducks. The chickens actually went in the duck pool today. <laughs> yes, I pillow punched it. You're absolutely right. I fucking pillow punched it. Oh, I yeah. was out. It was. Quite I was hysterical. out like a, a baby. I slept really good last night i slept really good the night before i mean okay. you know, I, I was out until noon i woke yeah, up at noon and i was he like he never he woke up and he was like did you let the chickens out and i was like yeah about six hours ago yeah babe. where have you been i was <laughs> like shit i've been up for i've been sleeping for a hot minute and you're asleep all right well that's fucked hard again uh, again and they showed me a, 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 a x-ray he said a 22 caliber bullet will lodge in a lung we can probably get it out, maybe able to get it, and save the life. A nine millimeter bullet blows the lung out of the body. So the idea of these high caliber weapons is just... I'm stopping this motherfucker that, right here. No, no. What everything he just said is complete bullshit. It's fictional bullshit. A 22 caliber fucking weapon. All right. First of all, a 20 a 22 caliber bullet flies at. 1,347 feet per second. Okay. Faster than any other bullet. Why? Because it's lighter, it's smaller, and it cuts through the air. There's less resistance against it. Okay. Don't hitmen usually use 22s? Uh, most of them do. Yeah, Why? I because they kill their targets through and through. Uh-huh. Uh, I, you're supposed to use a 22 when you're hunting, for instance, let's say something you don't want to survive. What would that be? Well, shit, if I'm going to hunt that, then I'm going to hunt. I'm going to be killing something like a, an alligator or maybe even, uh, let's say, um, even a human. Yes, dog. We see you. Come back, Annie Bear. No one sees you anymore. You went away. You went away. Come here, girlfriend. So a nine millimeter, uh, it takes the, no, it doesn't. A nine millimeter stops upon contact with the human body. That's the point of a nine millimeter. Um, a two, two, three. Does everybody remember what a two, two, three is supposed to do? Do you know that bullet doesn't, isn't rifled? Is everybody aware that that bullet is not rifled? It does not rifle. It is rifled coming out of the, the rifle itself for accuracy, but when it actually makes contact with a target, it bounces. The bullet doesn't go straight. For instance, uh, had a friend of mine, he got shot by a, a, a two, two, three. When he got shot, hit him in the shoulder. The bullet exited out the top of his ass. How is that possible? If it went straight through, it doesn't. It bounced straight down, went right, looped right down the skin and exited out the back of his ass. All right. He had a new asshole for a couple of days. He's like, I can't shit through it. So I don't really understand why it's such a good thing, but I have an extra asshole. Uh, you want to keep playing? You want to finish what he says? Thank because you. It's pretty funny. Two, two, three, 3,100 feet per second. Also a uh, 22 or nine millimeter, anywhere between 900 to 1300 feet per second. Thank you. Joe, you shut, saw it here. Shut up for for schools to take our guns. You're absolutely right. Joe's um, fucking worthless. He's yeah. a piece so, of shit. So finish finish that the, the last ten seconds. There's simply no rational basis for it in terms of about self protection, hunting. I mean, I just I remember 
The Constitution, the Second Amendment, was never absolute. Really, the Constitution, the Constitution and the Second Amendment were never absolute. Never absolute. Uh, I bet that is literally there, what he just said. The Constitution and the Second Amendment were never absolute. Wow. Hmm. What have I been fighting for all these years? Wow. What have I been fighting for all these years? If they're not absolute, what have I been fighting for? Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Hard knocks, PhD. It tumbles through the body. All those bullets tumble. Why? Why do they tumble? Because we didn't want a kill shot. We wanted something that went through your body and tumbled because it caused more internal damage, which means more people would come and help you. Yeah. So what does that do? Well, that drops Gives you more targets for more. No, only in my world does it give me more <laughs> targets. That gives four more rifles that are now off the field of battle. Why? Because they're helping one dude get to the back. That is the original idea between the two, two, three. Okay. That being said, seven, six, two is what anybody give me a, Hey, uh, where do you, where do you go? You saw it here. Hard knocks. Give me uh give me fucking a seven, some, six, two, seven, six, two feet per second. What is a seven, six, two fly at feet per second? Please three. What away. about a 50 cal? A 50 cal will tear your arm off without even hitting you just from the air displacement. Well, as long as it's within a foot of your body, give me a two, two, three and I'll dick hunt for days with hundred percent at 500 yards. Absolutely. Excellent. Completely agree. I, um, so I'm still waiting here. Hold on. Hard knocks is coming up. AK 47, most deadliest gun. Eh, I disagree. Mick got shot in the back three times by, uh, by an AK 47 and it, it broke a couple rims. Yeah. Well, it broke more than a couple, but, but that's because he's, I had plates back there, but divinely I mean, protected. It did have plates and it broke 2,400 feet per second. Thank you very much, Rasta. 2,400 feet per second, a 7.62 will fly at. 7.62, 2,400 feet per second. Understand what 2,400 feet per second means. That means at a mile, it is still accurate. A 50 caliber round travels anywhere between 3,800 and 4,500 feet per second. A 50 caliber round. It's like firing a small missile at you. Okay. If this round comes within a foot of your body within the first thousand meters, it will literally tear flesh from bone. Okay. Um, I don't have to hit you. Most snipers out there will tell you this too. And devil dog, please support me on this one. If you will. Okay. A 50 caliber round. If you fire a 50 caliber sniper rifle, I do not believe that you are a sniper. Why? Because a sniper for me to kill you at a distance, I have to hit you in a very specific spot. Okay. Which means I can't miss. I got to hit you. Yeah. 50 cal is horseshoes and hand grenades. A 50 cal. All I got to do is get within a foot of your body and it will fucking literally tear your arm off from the side of your body. Yeah. Um, so CLB asked, are AR 15s and AK 47 guns used more than other guns in mass shootings? I hear about them more than others. Why do you think shooters choose these guns over others? Actually, magazines. They're not magazines. Um, handguns, uh, small small caliber pistols are used more than AR-15s and AK-47s in mass shootings combined. So, um, and I think they choose handguns over bigger guns because they're more easily accessible and easier to hide. But uh, I was busy typing. But they, don't worry about it. But you're but good. they tell people. They only tell you about the the shootings with the AR-15s and the AK-47s because, because that they, meets the because narrative. they look scary. 
No, right? that meets the narrative. Yeah, it meets that their meets narrative. Their that narrative. They look scary. Look, folks. That's their narrative. They're scary. You should be scared. We need to take them away. They look scary. Does this look scary to anybody? I mean, not to me, but it sits in my freaking studio all day. So, you know. I mean, I mean. But. Don't get me wrong. Put, pull out. I don't have it on me. What? I got my rifle right here. Okay, fine. Um, so my question is, is does that look scary? I mean, yeah, kind of. If you're not used to having a gun all the time. If that looks scary to you, I looks, apologize. But it looks scarier than a handgun does. This is everyone's used to seeing a handgun. Cops carry them. Soldiers carry them. You know, I mean, most people carry handguns. That's what they're used to. So they don't look as scary. They parade out the shootings that use rifles like yours because they want them to look scary. That's the whole point. That's the narrative. You know, hold on, hold on. That wasn't scary enough. Hold on. I I'll get something that, that actually Biden's stuck is, that is no, Well, I'll tell you what. No, why don't no, you no. play this hold Trump on. speech hold in on. the meantime? Uh, you're you're going to talk for a minute because you're going to. <laughs> Sparky said you pointing it is scary, <laughs> which is kind of true. That's what the alligator said. Oh, not anymore. He said it once and then he said, oh, shit, not anymore. Oh, you're going to get the scarier one out? Yes. Okay. So this is. That's this, the one that sits in my closet. This is scary. On my side of the closet, nonetheless. This is scary. Because that, which one's mine? Not Neither one of these. Neither one's mine. Okay. <laughs> so I don't, I don't touch yours because they're yours. Uh, this one is scary. Mm -hmm. This one I give you. Okay. This one, I get it. If you're scared, I understand. Okay. <laughs> this one means that your nuts are about to disappear. Okay. Arnock said if that wasn't a camera, it would have been agreeable to get off your lawn. <laughs> this, this pointed at you. Yeah. Okay. That is scary. That I could see you being scared about. Okay. Uh, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a big hole at the end. This is a big hole. It, yeah. it leaves a big hole. Yeah. It's supposed to though. It is. This is what a three alert is. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is what a 308 that said, Hey, look, uh, I'm a little pissed and now I'm going to remove your balls. Uh, could, could the scope reach Scotland? No, possibly? but it could pay our mortgage payment for a month. In fact, it did. Two months. <laughs> no, yeah, because one month it's the new house. This it one has got three months of the, old the house. internal computer in it and it, it does all <laughs> the own. It's old. Uh, He's this fucking badass sniper, but he needs a scope. That's going to tell him exactly where to point and shoot. Yeah. Cause then I don't have to think makes it that much easier See? to make sure that I remove nuts at a distance. I had a scope just like this. Actually, I had one even better than this. Mm -hmm. This one, this one, I got to do a little bit of math on the old one I had on my, on my military gun. Oh my God. All I had to do was point and click, baby. Yeah, that's it. All right. I didn't even have to think. Well, if you think that they're not coming for these, <laughs> trust me, they are. Um, yeah, <laughs> now I know what they did with the Hubble telescope. <laughs> there you go. Which was actually built, so the mirrors were built in the town that we grew up in, or the town that I grew up in, right next door to the town he grew up in. So anyway. One um, of the mirrors was. Yeah, the 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 Hubble mirror. Well, either way, it doesn't matter. Anyway, the so, one that broke, the one that didn't work. Like that 12 was, times? That was that the like they had to go back and in keep hometown. fucking fixing? Yeah, that was <laughs> that designed was a, in our hometown. That was the one that was designed that's in our what hometown. We're, that's, <laughs> that's what, what we're, we're so proud of. For. <laughs> at Apple, apparently. What? Yeah. Yeah, Apple, one of the, the original Apple computers was built in Danbury, Connecticut. Oh, 
Interesting. Yeah. Okay. The first Macintosh was built in Danbury, Connecticut. Excellent. Good to know. Either All way. Right. Play, play, play what Trump said at the NRA or a clip of it anyway. See what he says. Yep. And clearly we need to make it far easier to confine the violent and mentally deranged into mental institutions. We have also, very importantly, got to deal with the problem of broken families because no law can cure the effects of a broken home. There is no substitute for a strong mom and a great dad. But while we work to address these deep, complicated issues and deal with this scourge, all of us must unite, Republican and Democrat, in every state and at every level of government, to finally harden our schools and protect our children. What we need now is a top-to-bottom security overhaul at schools all across our country. Yes, we do. We do. And I just had a conversation, and I got to tell you, folks, my uh, good friend of mine, he listens to the show regularly. He knows a lot about what's going on. He uh, He's woke, like most of us. Awake, not he, woke. He, he realizes that there's shit going on here in this country that are wrong. That's wrong. And one of the things we talked about tonight, and it was really funny because I brought this up again, and I said, hey, wait a minute. What about... I, I'm giving your program some oomph. I'm giving your 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 program some steam because he works for the VA. And one of the things he does for the VA is he does the uh, <coughs> okay, rehabilitation right there with you. Rehabilitation with work, you know, the work rehabilitation. So veterans can find jobs. So when I brought up the whole point the other last week and I told Justin, I said, hey, look, I'm going to make you look like a fucking superhero. This is what we're going to do. We're going to solve two birds. We're going to kill two birds with one stone. We're going to go ahead and we're going to equip, outfit, and train all of our homeless vets. And we're going to make them badasses. Put them in front of schools. We're going to pay them a wage. We're going to give them a job. Why? Because when they got out of the military, one of the hardest things I had to convert, that I had to figure out, was that, hey, what's my new mission? What's, what's, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Where do I fit now? How do I do this to become breadwinner, to become homemaker? Didn't fit with anything I knew. Okay. So how do we do this? Well, all of these vets got out of the military and they were, they basically got out the same way I did. We got out. And I wasn't given a purpose. I wasn't given a direction. I wasn't given a, a reason for why I should be anything. So what am I going to do? Right off the bat, one of my first initial actions as the vice president, along with the president's blessing, is I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to round up all these veterans, homeless veterans that are out there, by the way. Not just veterans, but homeless veterans. They don't have a home. They need a job. They need a purpose. They need direction. They need motivation. I'm going to provide them with all three. And I'm going to charge them with taking care of the nation's kids. Your job is to defend the children of America. Your job is to ensure that if another motherfucker comes near 
that fucking school again. He has so many holes that we have to award all of you with awards for your bravery and your badassness because you put the holes in that motherfucker. That's what I, I never want to see another American child die from some dipshit who's got a problem with mommy and daddy and he just could never, never get over it. And now he doesn't know if he's a guy or a girl and fuck him. I'm going to go ahead and let you snip his balls off. And then guess what? The homeless guys are going to be able to pay for, you know, we're, we got all these tiny homes going on. We got all these little tiny homes that everybody wants to, oh, well, I love tiny homes. You know what? Well, <laughs> God damn it. We're going to give them to the veterans. We're going to let the veterans live in the tiny homes. As long as they pass drug tests and they pass the mental and physical security screenings, they are in. And we're going to set them up with a team of six per school in America. Whether your school wants it or not, guess what, motherfuckers? This is what's coming to you. That's what your school is going to get. And guess what? You will never, ever, ever, I put money on it, see a fucking another school shooting as long as that program is in place. You know, someplace that's not going to see a school shooting? Sagard Elementary School in Colleen, Texas. We know where that is because you were at Fort Hood for a while. Yeah, right? I know where Colleen is. Yeah, he was actually at Fort Hood during the massacre another story um this came out of zero hedge uh ed shelby a u.s army veteran who has a background in security cole told kwtx that he couldn't sleep after news emerged that an 18 year old gunman killed 19 children and two teachers on tuesday at rob elementary school shelby said he contacted the school superintendent to ask for permission to stand guard at the main entrance of sagard elementary school in colleen which is located about 180 miles northwest of yuvaldale uh, Uvalde, sorry. I said I would just be out there unarmed to let people know that I'm watching. Let the parents have a little bit of relief, Shelby said in an interview at the local news station. I can't let this go, he added. This is just a testament to the sleeplessness caused by the grief I experienced. The U.S. Army veteran was already in the process of becoming a volunteer at his daughter's school and was undergoing a background check when the superintendent approved his application to stand guard outside. Shelby said with 11 years of experience in the U.S. Army, he isn't afraid to be in front of the school without a gun. Parents of the other children at Sagard Elementary School have approached Shelby to express their gratitude for what he's doing. You know what I wish he would do? I wish he would carry a gun. I know. but uh, Because you know what? I want steps. him to know that, look, we support you enough for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Get a gun. But you know what? Baby steps. Ba baby steps. Um, when we have an actual legitimate program in place where they're actual security guards, then they can, then they can be armed. That's it. 100%. That's it, Sparky. That's it. And guess what? Yes. They will be in that charge of that flag every, every morning and they will be in charge of taking it down every afternoon. Yeah. Yep. And they will be there throughout the whole course of the day. They will not leave their post because you know what I know about the military guys. You give them that task and that purpose. They're going to go out there. They're going to fucking do it. They're going to do it to the best of their fucking ability. And they're going to make sure that your kids, while they're at school, are safe. Absolutely. Nothing will happen on their watch. Nothing. They will gun them the fuck down. So Shelby said, I've had a lot of emotional people come up to me. They didn't want to send their kids to school. They struggled with sending their kids to school. And I told them, I was like, I got them. Eli Lopez, the principal at Sagard Elementary School, told Newsweek that Hell another yeah. parent identified as a veteran mother has also helped volunteer to guard the back entrance of the school. 
So they've got a veteran at the front entrance and a veteran, veteran at, the at the back entrance. So and they are they're you know what? So look, they're collecting pensions from the army. They're already collecting government money. They have the time, they have the motivation, they have the skill set and the mindset. And those kids are going to be safe. Hey, look at this. Look at this. Okay. Think about it. What I'm offering in my plan. Exactly. Gun-free gun zones angle. do nothing but produce more victims, get rid of all gun-free zones, let everyone carry constitutional carry throughout the country. 100%. I agree. 100%. Absolutely. Point being, okay, we put, the, we put those guys there, and this already proves that it's working. Yeah. Okay? They put one at the front and one at the back. I'm talking about putting six at one school with a supervisor. Yeah. Tell me something. How many of these parents, how... If you were a parent, if any one of you were a parent on Pilled or on Twitch, if you were a parent, you were sending your kids to school and you, you showed up and there's a dude standing out front. He has nothing to do with the kids. Now understand, they would be under strict orders. During school days, they have nothing to do with the children. They are not to discipline kids. They are not to stop kids from leaving school. They are not to be any disciplinarian of any sort. They are there to protect the school. Their job is to ensure that no motherfucker walks in there with a gun. Do you think for a second, any motherfucker in this country, no matter how crazy that some bitch is, if he wants to die, he's going to die in the road. He's not going to die in the school. He's not going to die anywhere near the school. Yeah. Let him do it. These guys that, okay. And I'm not saying that normal people can't do it. I'm just saying veterans because veterans have already been trained. They already know how to operate a rifle. They already know how to handle it. It's going to be something they know. So they're going to get rifles from our inventory that I believe they can still operate. Yeah. As long as they pass all of the, the background and the security bits that they need to pass, they'll be straight. Okay. Outside of that, I mean, this would be a psychological interview. It would also involve a fucking uh, something from their VA, something that says that, hey, this guy has been actively looking for work. Their VA counselor. There's a bunch of shit that's going to go on here. But the thing that my buddy was telling me, he said, you know what? The great thing about your plan is, is if this plan actually works and if it goes back into place, you know what it else, you know what else it does? It puts these guys that are in the VA because some of these guys don't even know that they're owed money. Yeah. Some of these guys have no idea that, hey, look, because of your service, you're still owed money. Yeah. They don't even know how they're to, living they on the street. They have benefits. no idea to collect it. Yeah. You know what these VA counselors are going to do? Holy shit. The lights are going to go off in that office because all of a sudden they're going to be giving money away saying, this is how you do it. You have a job. These guys have nothing better to do. They have, they don't, they have nothing to learn. They have nothing to lose. They're at their wits end. I'm giving them a task and a purpose and a reason for continuing on. And if you don't believe for one second that these guys are not going to protect kids with everything they've got in their, their body. I will say that the soldiers that come home, the ones that do the best are the ones that have kids at home in the house. I can't even tell you how many times our kids saved Mick's life after he got home. And because when he would, when he would have a bad day and there were plenty of bad days in the beginning, there were plenty there, there further, fewer between now, they still happen once in a while. But, um, 
when he would have a really bad day, he'd look at me and he'd say, just get me a kid. And I, I'd, I'd holler for one of the kids and they know, and they come run and I just say, give your dad a hug. And that that's it. And sometimes that's all it takes. And it's, do you know, it's that, that you all know how these kids are going to act around these guys. They're going to they're see these kid guys and they're going to go up to them. They're going to give them hugs. Yeah. They're going to say, Hey, well, thank you. And they're going to be like, Oh my God, the kids are going to love these guys. Yeah. Done. And you know what the, the best part is, is that is going to be that, that part. That's going to be that intangible part that you and I, we cannot quantify. And that is better therapy than sitting in a, in a shrink's office for hours on end. And what about the border? You saw it here. I'll, I'll tell you about the border. We're going there. That, too. That border is going to be locked the fuck off. You watch, you watch what I do to that border. Because I tell you what, that fence will be completed in no time fast. But if Not you want to know about the border, we will be there July 1st through the 4th. We are going camping. We're having Cape, uh, Patriot camp out. Uh, bring your own everything. We're not responsible for you. Y'all are adults. You, if you want to come, come. If not, we'll be there. Um, but we will be at the border in Sasby, Arizona, July 1st through the 4th for Patriot Camp Out. We'll actually be there probably June 28th. But no, we're, we have or no, 29th. No, we'll be there on the 30th. The 30th. Because we're leaving the 29th. Sorry. So we'll be there late in the day on the 30th. We have an interview on the 28th. That's um, true. But, uh, but we will be there and we're actually going to try and activate the wall because it does some crazy things and we want to find out more about it. So uh, what about the border? We're, we're going to find out what's really going on at the border. I, I'm telling you right now and uh, the, as for the fucking shit tards across the border, um, if our snipers can reach you with bullets, I'm going to let them shoot. Yeah. And that's for you fucking piece of shit, fucking dickhead drug smugglers and all those fuck sticks. If, if our people can reach you, I'm going to let them reach out and touch you. Uh, CLB. Yes, we will be live streaming while we're there. We're working on getting Starlink actually, um, for internet. Uh, so, um, working on the time, we're going to try and keep it on the same time schedule, even though Arizona's a little bit before us, but we're going to try and keep it. So it's still 6 PM Eastern time. Um, so we're not off schedule. Probably the, the two days that we're driving out there, we won't live stream, but other than that, we'll, we'll be on. I mean, we so. might drop a video here and yeah, there. Like we might live hi. stream from the car. Because but. I actually got this really new cool thing, which is pimp. And, uh, I can't wait to use it. Yeah. It's going to be, be, it'll be so. fucking awesome. Anyway, um, this, this video, this, um, no, no, no. Oh, no. oh I gotta show it. So uh this is uh my new uh PodTrack P4. I don't know exactly what it does yet, but we're about to find out. It's supposedly really badass. Um I can connect up to four microphones to it, and we might do a little video session in between just to say what's up type thing. We're probably going to do a with any podcaster there or anyone that wants to sit down and have a conversation. We'll do a. a That's not the only thing I'm bringing. I'm just bringing this one just to yeah. do the on the road shit. So, It'll like, if we meet Americans that want to get on the show and just talk and say yeah. hi, do we're going to do that. Yeah. yeah, we're going to put up signs. We're going to hang them on the wall. Oh, we should put gun free zone signs on the border. Just for fun, right? Because it's Arizona, there's nothing I mean, gun free. But I, no, Arizona. but I mean, think about it, right? So guns protect our courts, guns protect our president, Congress, guns protect our president, guns protect our police. But on schools, we put up signs that say gun free zones to protect them. So why can't we do that at the border? Right? They obviously work so well at schools. Good boy. Yeah, good point. Anyway. So, um, yeah, no, uh, you're right, Rasta. Snipers will have a blast with the cartel mm -hmm. drones. That's my point. Yeah. You send a... So, look, look. 
uh, this is something I learned years ago when I went through sniper school. One of the first things they drill into your head is this one. And you guys are going to love this one. Okay. So let's just say, for instance, you wanted to affect a whole group of people. Let's just say you're a sniper against a whole like company's worth of men. Right. Mm -hmm. And let's just say I found the place where this one company's worth of men were camping at. Right. And I went every day at the same time and I put a bullet directly through the shitter. Okay. Eventually people are, I killed one the first day. I killed another the next day that was standing in line. And then I killed the next one. He was actually sitting on the shitter, just shitting. And he took a bullet right to the face. Right. Okay. So I fired three bullets. I've killed three people. Right. They know I'm accurate. They know I'm right on the money. Right. So if you keep doing that day after day after day, eventually people are going to not words going to spread. Words going to spread. Everybody's going to know, Hey, don't ever take a shit. They're not going to shit there. So where do they start shitting? They start shitting where they sleep. When they start sleeping and shitting where they sleep, disease starts a monk. Everybody gets sick. Next thing you know, you got people dying from weird diseases because nobody's shitting in the shitter anymore. Why not? Well, because if we go shit in the shitter, we get smacked in the fucking head with a bullet. So my point, my, the point being, even if you shoot the drones, right, you're just constantly shooting. Nobody's even going to attempt to come near the border yeah. because if you can shoot the fucking drones at a mile, the border guys are going to be nothing. I mean, that's fucking 200 feet. Yeah. I'd be drilling them just for fun and I'd be wounding them. I wouldn't be killing them. Well, sometimes it's as effective to make fun of people as it is to shoot them. So um, this this video is... This might actually work out better. This is freaking hysterical. So um, these were the protesters outside of the NRA meeting when Trump was speaking. Yes, Garlic Press. Just a shitty story. It really is. <laughs> just a shitty story. <laughs> you made me laugh on that one, Garlic Press. You got me on that one. Oh, man. I needed that. <laughs> oh, that was right. Oh man, that was that oh, was yeah, comical. That was great. a good one. That's great. Oh, what's the what's the next one that's, that's oh, up there? Because that, that made me laugh hysterically. That I know. Just, like we need a little comic relief. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I, I don't know about that one, but we'll play it anyway. Oh 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 yeah okay. So there was a big protest outside the NRA meeting, which was good. Do we have any insight into what they're actually talking about there at the NRA meeting that's today in Texas? Someone should bomb that building. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. What's that? He said someone should bomb so that building. So there was building. a big Hold protest on. outside the NRA meeting, which was good. Do we have any insight into what they're actually talking about there at the NRA meeting that's today in Texas? Someone should bomb that building. Who's, who's this guy? Do you guys it's, know who uh, this Ethan is? Ethan from uh, H3 Podcast. And so YouTube gave them a strike and took this one episode down, but that was it. 
That was it? And that was after everyone like call, like protested Shit. and put it all over Twitter Sparky's and all that. Sparky's gotten and kicked then, off for less. I know. And then he said um, that someone should stick a, 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 um, a wooden stick in Abbott's wheelchair and push him down a hill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, nothing happens to them though. Yeah, but if no, I come on here happened, and no. rail about no. taking over the government, yep. I'm a terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's just, that's a, that's a minor YouTube strike, you know, only under duress after people started screaming, like he literally called to bomb the NRA building and yeah. And, and that's what you got. That's that. just fucking um, ridiculous. So I don't, I, I think punch. Yeah, I, I agree. So this, this clip. All right. So real quick, just remember folks, a cop's first job during all this stuff. And I, I got it now on good authority because even Bongino came out and said it, look folks, this is it. You got to go in. That's what we found out. We learned all of that from Columbine. We learned all of that from Sandy hook. You Parkland. have to, they did the same thing in, thing in Parkland. They didn't that they did here you have to go into a school and get the shooter's attention diverted from the unarmed and un helpless to the armed and more helpful okay that's it that's the end all be all of this yet uh we're about to hear uh why they didn't why they didn't because apparently you know there's more shit going on there that's more important apparently. yeah Wolf is that there was multiple officers that arrived on scene. There was three officers that arrived that made entry um, at one of the entrances where the gunman actually made entrance to. We had other another four officers that made uh, entry at the other entrance of the school. So there was officers inside that school as they were taking gunfire. They were also calling in for reinforcement, uh, backup, tactical teams, uh, snipers, any additional personnel that could arrive to assist to not only with to with the situation but also to assist in evacuating. Uh, students and teachers at that time that's when a u.s border patrol a tactical officer arrived also with a zavala county sheriff's deputy as well as two additional uh uvalde police department officers were able to go into that classroom uh with a ballistic shield as cover and of course we know that one of those officers an agent actually was uh was shot uh was grazed at the top of the head but they were able to shoot and kill the suspect and pre preserve any other life we know that there was other injured children inside that classroom that they were able to save as well and get them to and get them to cover and at that point it became a recovery process a rescue operation trying to rescue the injured and also any other potential children or teachers that were inside those classrooms but don't current the best practices right. before, on, before this retard continues okay really quick that okay. narrative has changed three times since yes this video. and that's not the narrative most recent narrative i've heard yeah because the most recent the most recent narrative i heard is that the uh the shooter the the bortak guy he was in a hallway and he engaged his suspect uh in a hallway and basically removed his head from his body when he blasted him in the fucking cheek and took his head off so i'm not sure what's true anymore yeah there's we've so heard many so many different things about this shooting there's i i don't give a fuck who you are you cannot say for a shadow within a shadow of a doubt that hey look this shit just needs to i i don't know i don't even know how to say it it's to that point this is ridiculous i mean the story's literally changed six times but what the what he what he has to say after this is even more important Senate call for officers to disable 
a shooter as quickly as possible, regardless of how many officers are actually on site. Correct. The active shooter situation, you want to stop the killing, you want to preserve life. But also, one thing that, of course, the American people need to understand is that officers are making entry into this building. Uh, they do not know where the gunman is. Uh, they are hearing gunshots. They are they are receiving gunshots. At that point, if they if they proceeded any further, not knowing where this suspect was at, um, they could have been shot. They could have been killed. And at that point, that gunman would have the opportunity to kill other people inside that school. So they were able to contain. No shit, motherfucker. It's your fucking job. Exactly. It's your J-O-B. Do your so, fucking job. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So the kids that were in the room with the shooter that they were didn't still matter. alive, they that didn't were matter. calling every three minutes from their cell phone saying, please come and save us. He's going to kill us. That didn't matter. They had crayons to protect them. Fucking crayons. And these guys had guns. And they did no. So um, I don't even know if we're going to, we might save that for tomorrow. I don't All know right. that we're going to get to that, but, but, uh, but we, we do need a little comic relief here. So play the, the last, well, yeah, that one. Um, but be before we do that, I just want to read this real quick. Um, this, uh, this is from David French's newsletter, the French press. Um, he, he put it out in the common sense Substack. So <sighs> for Memorial day. He said, it's been two years since I've seen Americans so united by grief and fury. The grief is for the 19 children and teachers murdered at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. The fury is against the police officers who waited minute after agonizing minute while the killer hid behind a locked classroom door. The facts are almost too painful to recount. According to the latest timelines, at 11.33 a.m. on Tuesday, May 24th, the, the Uvalde mass shooter, I've adopted a practice of refusing to name spree killers, entered the school and began shooting into classroom 111 or 112. Two minutes later, at 11.35 a.m., three Uvalde officers arrived at the closed classroom door. Two were lightly wounded by gunfire from the shooter. Four more officers arrived. Let's pause right here. According to Uvalde police training documents obtained by Mike Baker and Dana Goldstein at the New York Times, this moment should have led to an immediate sustained and sacrificial engagement with the shooter. Police, including Uvalde police, are taught to engage a police shooter and not to stop, even if it means taking casualties. Here are some key quotes. First responders to the active shooter scene will usually be required to place themselves in harm's way and display uncommon acts of courage to save the innocent. More. As first responders, we must recognize that innocent life must be defended. A first responder unwilling to place the lives of the innocent above their own safety should consider another career field. When a man or a woman puts on a uniform and straps on a gun, whether they're a police officer or a soldier, they should be making a profound declaration. They're willing to die to protect their community and their nation. They don't want to die, of course, but they're willing to pay the last full measure of devotion if that moment arrives. Okay, hold on. Stop. I Stop. know that's what you Stop. just said. Stop. 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 Do you all understand why I said what I said about the vets? I know a veteran will. Exactly. A veteran doesn't give a shit about, well, it's not my job. We understand in the military, there is a, a lot of civilians, uh, and I've heard a lot say it since I've been out. They don't understand why I do what I do. They don't understand why, like for instance, the job I work at now, um, why do you go buy your own tools? Well, it makes my job better. It makes it easier to do. Why not? Why not have them? Why would I wait on somebody else to do something I can do? Well, you shouldn't have to do that.
We have gotten into this lax sense of fucking morality in America that we believe our employer should just provide us everything. Don't get me wrong. In some aspects, yeah, you're absolutely right. However, if there are little things that you can do that make your life better, soldiers do this all the time. How do I know that? Because I've done it. I've done it. My family's had to, had to endure it. My, my friends have had to endure it. Why do you get your own gear? Because it makes my life better. Why not? Why wouldn't you? If it makes your life better and it makes the outcome of your circumstances better, why wouldn't you? Okay. This is a perfect example. You've got this douchebag who's on here talking about how, well, what they do you expect us shot. to do? We might die. You know what? Those kids died. I never fear that when I hear a veteran saying, huh, well, if it was me or the killer, then I guess it's me because I'm going to put myself in the way. And no matter what happens, they're not getting to that kid. Yeah. So again, I ask the question, why aren't we doing this? What is wrong with America? What is wrong with fucking our democracy that we cannot figure this shit out? This is such a simple fix. <laughs> And we can do it so easily. It's not hard. There are programs that we already have in place. We're not talking about spend. I'm not talking about spending a billion more dollars. You know what I'm talking about spending? Maybe max, maybe a million dollars. That's a drop in the bucket. If you compare it to what fucking Biden's already sent to Ukraine. That's nothing. I could fart more than what Biden sent to Ukraine. This shit is ridiculous. The reason why military shit is given to police departments is to better the police department, not to make the police department a military fucking type style organization. But now you people are forcing me to get angry. Now you're forcing me to raise my blood pressure, which I fucking hate doing because it causes me to lose consciousness and other shit. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Now you got it. Now I'm not playing no more. Put these motherfuckers there. Make sure our kids are safe. Stop this bullshit. Oh, they got guns. Yeah, well, the people that are coming on the campuses to kill these kids have bigger guns than what the cops got. That's a fucking problem. How do you stop force with equal or extra applied force? How do you stop an object when it's in motion? With equal or opposite force that stops that motion from moving. That's how you do it. You don't do it by giving in to every sisselac fucking sissy boy bitch per, per, proposition about, well, let's just, we'll equip them with squirt guns. What? Can I do another line of coke that you're doing? Because holy shit, that's got to be a really good high. You have got to be crazy if you think that the school shooters are going to drop down to BB guns. Hard not because to it is a lot more than that. Probably 10 million per state per year, depending on the, the number of the schools. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, folks, we've got to do something. This administration does not want to do it. Justin and I do. We're done with it. We're done with all the other bullshit. We're done with the Republican rhetoric that you hear coming from all these Republicans. Well, we got to stop school shootings. How are you going to do that? Don't know. Don't know. 
What do you mean you don't We're going to put out more gun-free signs. I've got a plan. My plan will work. Absolutely. How do I know it? Because I'm a fucking veteran. And there is not a goddamn thing that would come between me and those kids if I was put in that situation. You couldn't stop me from getting in that fucking school. I would fucking kill you to get inside that school. As would Justin. That's how I know that the two of us have got the most stable campaign platform that's out there. And that's why we respect men and women in uniform. In some cultures, the uniform is a symbol of authority, not sacrifice. And those who wear uniforms are feared far more than they're respected. In our culture, we thank soldiers for their service and back the blue because, in theory, they've placed our lives above their own. In theory. Well, th that, uh, Lindsay, I, I agree. There aren't. Um, uh, Lindsay brings up a good point. Mick, I don't believe that there's as many men in these positions as there once was. No, and you're right. You're between, right. Between the, the mandates, the, the vax, the defunding the police, um, even who they've recruited now, they've, they have, they've pussified our police departments, right? They're so worried. The cops are so worried about saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing that they don't say or do anything. You know what? I, I would eliminate that whole chapter of, look, if you're a cop and you do something wrong and what you did though was still within the color of the law, guess what? You're going to be granted protection. Okay. If you're a cop and you did something wrong and what you did was wrong and they found you guilty in a court of law, guess what? You're not granted the same protection. There is a reason why the law is set the way it is. There's a reason why the constitution was set the way it was. There is a fucking reason why we're all we do this it is not about well my feelings were hurt i don't give a fuck about your feelings yeah your feelings don't matter we have to start calling this what it is from this side of the table we cannot let the fucking liberals do it anymore we can't let the republicans do it anymore we have got to do it as the American people. We have to stand up. As he ends this article, he says, our nation is sustained by sacrifice. It is strained and stained by cowardice. May the shame of Uvalde shake us from our national malaise. May the memory of our fallen call us back to our highest ideals. And may God have mercy on us all. And you know what? Some days, you know, I remember. All right. Uh, this will be the last story. I promise. Um, there was, uh, we had a, do you have a tactical kilt for battle? I do. Of course you do. Um, we, we got into a fight and, um, actually I got fucked up and I got fucked up real bad. Um, I was uh, bleeding out of my ears. I had no, mm. uh, I had no equilibrium. Iraq right before we got married. Yep. And, uh, I got sent spinning across the road. Um, I had burns on my legs, on my forearms. I had shrapnel in my chest. I had all sorts of shit all over my body. And I was sitting there and, uh, I, I started shooting because I saw tracers come at me and, uh, I was like, fuck. So I started returning fire towards the tracers and I started running and I looked like a drunk snake. I had maybe 25 feet to run and to get behind cover. And I could not get there because um, 
my eardrums were completely gone. I get up, start moving. I get a little bit further and I pass out and fall over. I come to, I'd look around and go, oh shit. And realize I was still getting shot at, start moving again. And I'd pass out and fall over. And it, it was a constant thing. And I finally made it behind the wall and I looked down and, uh, for whatever reason that day, I decided to put my, uh, battle dress uniform top over my vest because it was a cooler way to ride because you're in the sun in Iraq. It's like fucking 3 million degrees. And I'm sitting there going shit. And, uh, I got to the wall and there was blood all over my left arm. Like all it was, was covered in blood and my whole uniform was burnt off. And I, I just saw this great big piece of metal sticking out of my chest going, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself going, holy shit. I'm fucking dead. And then I had a bunch of people come in, grab me and they pulled me by that strap right in the back of your, your body armor. And they pulled me back to a vehicle. And I was like, I'm fucking dead. This, I'm, this is it. I'm, this is me like looking at my body going, I'm fucking dead right now. They don't even think I'm alive because they're dragging me. Normally when they treat you, they'll treat you like they do anybody else. You know, you get rolled over, they'll cut your clothes off and look, no, these guys just grab me and start pulling me. And I was like, fuck, I'm dead. They don't even think I'm alive. They think I'm fucking dead. Pull me back to a Humvee. They threw me in the back of this Humvee and my buddy, he's ripping clothes off. He's dead now, unfortunately. Um, one of my best friends, good, really good friend of mine. Um, and what did you see when you got hit? You. Kids. No, we weren't even married yet. Well, it was you. Just me. Um, we weren't even together yet. And I was sitting there going, fuck, I, I'm dead. I'm dead. They threw me in the back of this vehicle. The other dude that was on top of the vehicle, he had gotten hit too. The gas and oil had blown up from the engine and had covered him and went underneath his vest to the point when they ripped his vest open, he was still burning. It was still on fire. Like they had to put him out. And he had like between second, and third degree burns all over, over 70% of his body. He survived, believe it or not. And, uh, he was awarded the silver star for that day, uh, for what happened that day, because he actually pulled the other guy out of the vehicle that was sitting next to me. Y'all have seen him. He's been on the, the who had, warrior commercials. He had, uh, broken his femur and he got dragged down the street on his hands and his hands were what kept him off the road from his face hitting the road. His hands were so bad that I could see the bones in his hands. When I looked at him, his Bones had come right through the skin in his hands. And I was like, holy shit. And uh, he pushed himself off the road. And when we finally came to a stop, the guy from the back jumped out, grabbed him, pulled him out, and pulled him in between two other vehicles. Because at that point, we were getting shot at. He said he checked on me. I, I don't remember him checking on me. Um, he said I looked at him. I was like, I don't remember it. But I, he said I looked up at him, and I was the only one outside the vehicle with my gun. And, uh, when I started moving and started shooting, they were like, Oh, he's good. He's good. He's alive. And, uh, then I passed out. It just was an ugly sight. Anyway, my buddy told me that he saw me running from the vehicle to the side of the street to get behind cover. And he said, I look like a drunk snake. I ran down the road. I ran up the road. I ran left. I ran right. I, ran, I did everything other than going straight to cover. Long story short, um, my buddy's like slamming me off the ground. He's going doc. Doc, I don't know why the fuck he's not talking to, that, to me. I'm yelling at him. And the, the medic looks over at me. He goes, hey, you see the uh, shit coming out of his ears? He, he doesn't have any eardrums left. And he's like, oh, 
And then he, I was like, and then at that point, I just finally screamed out because I was like, I'm really tired of getting slammed off the bottom of this fucking Humvee. I was like, hey, assholes, I can see you talking to me, but I can't hear a fucking word you're saying. And they were like, all right, we're done. We're not going to slam you off the ground no more. I had no other wounds other than that, but I, I got the vest that day. They gave me a vet. They gave me the plate for my vest that day. I still have it to this day. Yeah. It is all fucked up. And literally within an eighth of an inch to the side of the plate, there is a great big hole that this piece of metal was sticking out of my chest about, mm, I don't know, six to about 11 inches out of my chest. And I was like, that's the one I thought I was dead from. I was like, that's what killed me. I didn't. But the fact that day that I had even that second question, because when we were driving down the street, um, we got into this fight, two women, one carrying a kid was killed. My squad leader at the time told me, he's like, hey, dude, chill. He's like, you had nothing to do with that. You couldn't choose who you're going to shoot and kill that day. Just as they didn't have to blow up your Humvee that day. So whatever happened after that point is on them. It's not on you. Until you hear somebody who's been in the same type of shit before say that to you, you'll never forgive yourself for something like that. I never did. I, I, to this day, question whether or not, you know, you want to know why I always say I'm going to be on the short bus in hell. That's one of the big reasons. Not among some other ones, but that's one of the big ones. I can tell you right now that that shit is what is holding us up from doing something like I proposed tonight because we're scared of what might happen. What might happen? I don't get it. You keep your kids safe. Even if we left them there with guns and ammo, but they weren't loaded. I know that those guys could load that gun like that and they could be up and firing like that. Tell me how many people would go <laughs> towards a school with a gun thinking that they were going, they were going to engage kids. If there was somebody standing at that school with a gun, you had no idea whether or not they were loaded. Yeah. Nobody would. Nobody would even fucking think of it. Not unless they were suicidal. And apparently a couple of these guys are. That's fine. Let them fight it out outside fine. the school. As long as the kids Don't aren't let involved. Them get them in the school. Absolutely. Let them stay outside the school. You want to die? That's fine. This is how you're going to die. You're going to die on the street, on this no-name street. And you're not going to take anybody else with you. You're going to die because these six dudes that are protecting the school are going to come to back each other up and they're going to stand in between you and the fucking kids. And they're going to put so many bullet holes in you. It'll be tough to identify you until we do a DNA check and check your dental records. There was That's a, it. There was another story I heard um, this weekend. Uh, I want to say it was a, I think it was in West Virginia. Um, Shit, I know of one that happened here in Georgia. There was another kid that was arrested who was planning on doing a, act as, uh, a school shooter thing now this, here in Georgia. Yeah, well, this this kid um, went into a, a graduation, a graduation party, something like that, intending uh, with a rifle, intending on doing a mass shooting, and a woman was there, was armed, and she took him out before he could kill anyone. So go ahead. Good guy with a gun again, saves the That's day. That's it. Just saying. That's it. Um, and I mean, she, she, who knows how many lives she saved, but he didn't, he didn't get to kill anyone because 
there, there she was. So mom with a gun, that's it. Never get involved with mom and a gun. Exactly. So anyway, um, you know what, do we want to do this one or do we want to do the little girl? Do the little girl. Okay. Don't, don't, uh, that's right. I'll reload it tomorrow. Um, yeah. Cause this one, this one is hysterical and you got it. We need a little comic relief right now. Yeah, we do. It's been, it's been a rough show. Great, but what's wrong? What? What? Are you serious? Daddy! <laughs> Hold on, just in case you didn't hear that, <laughs> I'm gonna play, play that again, again because <laughs> that's so funny. What's wrong? Daddy, daddy, do what? Daddy you do what? He won't, he won't do Are you serious? Daddy! <laughs> daddy said I'm a Democrat. Daddy called me a Democrat. Are you serious, Daddy? <laughs> All right, there's nothing that gets funnier than that. When she showed it. me that earlier today, I was rolling. She said, I couldn't, "Daddy I called me a Democrat." <laughs> Daddy called me a Democrat. <laughs> Daddy called me a Democrat. It's hard to understand ch children when they're crying, CLB, if you don't actually have children and know how to decipher what they're saying when they're crying. <laughs> But that was pretty funny, though. That was freaking hysterical. Either oh. way, folks, uh, enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day. Uh, and uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow night, 6 yep. p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we might be having a guest on. I'm not sure yet. I'm still trying to get in touch with her. Okay. She might be on tomorrow night with us. And if she is, uh, that'll be just another one that pisses me off. But either way, it's a trap. Just remember. It's a trap. And because I forgot about it earlier for the Patriots, of course. But they may take our lives. But they'll never take our freedom. And for the distinguished Wolfpack, of course. Either way, uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> hey, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Either way, we'll be back tomorrow night, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Yep. For Have a good night. For Mick. And Lynn. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs>
like to defund welfare and deputize 10 million more today. You want a civil war, you about to get one, cause it's time to drop dead weight. Just give me one hard worker, I don't give a damn what color that he is. We come from different places, I just wanna know, do you have any grit? Some want it all for free, that don't sit well with me. I pledge allegiance to this flag, it's part of who I am. I don't kneel for the anthem, ever have and never will. The only thing that my ancestors ever gave to me. Was an ass-kicking, patriotic, good mentality Some folks just don't see how damn blessed they would be if they had it It's to the American Savage If evil is knocking outside of the gate I say let them in, lock and load and we wait Knocking outside of the gate I say little man Lock and load and we wait I pledge allegiance to this flag It's part of who I am I don't kneel for the anthem Never will, don't give a damn The only thing that my ancestors Ever gave to me Was last kicking patriotic Good mentality Some folks just don't see how damn blessed they would be if they had it. Here's to the American savage. American savage. So tell me, how many times have you thought that, you know, you wanted to make clothes or buy clothes that you wanted to feel good about wearing? You know, it's really disturbing these days going shopping because there's constantly in the back of my head, is is this company, you know, contributing to the deep state? Is this one supporting the evil in our world? I don't know who to buy from anymore. So we went ahead because we told you a long time ago that we were going to bring only companies that we thought were patriot oriented, believe the same thing we believed, push the same values that we push. And uh, we found uh, we found a bunch. And one of the ones, our first ever sponsor was Cultural Life 1972. Cultural Life 1972 supports the culture of life, not a culture of death, folks. So uh, they are completely, um, they're against abortion and uh, they believe in the movement to get rid of abortion and uh, Roe v. Wade and everything else so that we can go back to a, a culture of life. Their money, uh, 30%, 33% of their profits go directly to the culture of life and they support um, anti-abortion foundations that have been doing this for a hot minute since 1972. And the reason that it is 1972 is because why? Because Roe v. Wade was uh, put into law in 1973, which was when the culture of death in America started. So we're, we changed from a culture of life to a culture of death. So if you go to col1972.com, you can also sign up for her email list and you can get the naughty nice list. So uh, she'll send you a list of the companies that support the evil deep state 
and the ones that fight against it. And that's a, a pretty important list to have these days. And, and Carla, she's a great friend of the show. She's been helping us out from the get-go. Uh, we told her that we'd support her here because I agree with what she's doing. I believe in what she's doing. Furthermore, not only do I believe in it, but uh, we've gone as far as to buy a couple products ourselves. And uh, It's actually amazing quality. I wore the t-shirt yesterday. It's so soft and comfy. You know, sometimes you put on a t-shirt and you're like, okay, I, this might last for, you know, five or six wearings. This, this, this is going to last. I mean, this is good quality. It's made in America. Um, it ships to you and, uh, you don't have to worry about it sitting off the coast of somewhere in a ship coming from China. It's actually made here in America. So that's, uh, that's another really important thing these days. So folks, again, culturealife1972.com use promo code Patriot party, and that will save you up to 10% off your order. All right. Thank you.